Teens Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton, and as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queens Lead Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton, and I'm very excited to welcome Lucy Collins. She is a Texan and uh, has her business, SHI Management. Welcome, Lucy. Hi, thank you for having me, Amy. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So tell us a little bit about who Lucy is. Well, um, Lucy is a native Houstonian. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, I have been an occupational therapist for the past 14 years. Um, so I am what you would consider an experienced healthcare practitioner. Um, I am married to a U.S. Army veteran. I have two beautiful children, a son and a daughter. Um, I will soon be a grandmother very soon. Oh, um, and um, I love helping people. That's just basically the reason I started my business is because I wanted to um, provide change to the world. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. I also uh, have a history in the medical field. I, it sounds like you've gone from direct patient care as an occupational therapy uh, therapist to what you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about that transition uh, from being a bedside caregiver to owning your own business. What, how, what started that? Well, my husband was struggling for years um, trying to receive disability benefits. Um, and one day he had came back from therapy um, at the VA and he had a manila envelope with a stack of papers in it. And he said, what is this? Can you explain to me what this is? And it was his medical records. So um, he and I sat down, we reviewed his medical records. Um, I explained to him what each diagnosis was, what whether it was acute or um, long-term chronic, um, and I helped him to start his VA disability benefit process. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the first time, you know, he was not approved for his disability benefits, but then we went back and we revised everything and looked everything over, and we got him approved for it. Now, mind you, my husband has struggled for at least, at least nine or 10 years before we even got him approved for the benefits. But once we got him approved, we thought to ourselves, hmm, okay, I wonder how many other people are going through this. This is the exact same thing that you just went through. This could be something that we could do to help other people. And okay. that's how I became an entrepreneur from that, just that one instance. Wow. So you saw a need in your own life and thought, I bet some other people are struggling with this too. Absolutely. Awesome. So what did that turn into? Tell us about SHI management. So um, as I was a treating clinician and I was providing occupational therapy services, I kind of worked up the corporate ladder and became a rehab director. Then I became a multi-site manager. Um, and one of the things that I did on a daily basis was I did documentation auditing. So I would review the different disciplines, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy, everyone's documentation and auditing to submit for billing. Um, and for those who don't know, that's how we get paid. That's how we're reimbursed. We're reimbursed through our documentation. 
And I thought to myself, while I'm making this company, a lot of money. This is something I could be doing for myself. And so I went back to school um, and I received a degree in health information management. Unbeknownst to me, you know, compliance, medical billing and coding, medical records, they're all one um, discipline. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I could contract myself out and start my own business, but become a consulting company for other companies who were struggling with the medical billing coding process, who were receiving denials in conjunction with assisting veterans understand what their medical records contain. And so that's how SHI management was formed. Okay. And so do you serve clinics and physicians or do you serve veterans or is it a combination then? We serve them all. Okay. <laughs> we serve clinics, we serve, serve physicians, we serve veterans, um, we serve VA hospitals, we serve military hospitals, you name it, we serve it. Okay, so what is the difference with working with you as that, that healthcare provider, that B2B type service versus what you're doing for the individual uh, veteran? Well, the difference is with the veteran, it's more of a one-on-one -on -one approach and it's more personal because it has more sentimental value and more sentimental meaning because you're helping someone to receive a benefit that they are entitled to versus us working with a business. We're helping that business to maintain and reclaim um, revenue that they may have possibly lost or did not um, obtain because of improper billing, um, inaccurate medical records, or improper documentation. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a really big deal, especially to these clinics and physicians and hospitals, uh, because believe it or not, I've, I've learned being um, in marketing and helping doctors, their profit margins aren't exactly what people would expect. Absolutely. And a lot of that has- A lot lower than most Absolutely. And a lot of that has to do with the understanding of the building and coding process and revenue cycle management as a whole, because it's a complete process from the time they verify your insurance to the time that they document those codes for the services that they charged you and then submit that bill to be paid. It's a, an entire complete process. And so if you are just off by one number, you know, that can affect the way your establishment is paid. It can affect the revenue that you produce. It can affect your overall profit margin. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then you're also on a time delay uh, with all of that too, right? Absolutely. So much time to get it right. Absolutely. That is correct. Um, when you deal with Medicare, of course, you know, they're going to put time restrictions on how soon or how long you have to actually appeal something if it's submitted incorrectly. Now, they do give you the option to appeal it. But in most cases, if you don't have the a knowledgeable staff or people who have been in healthcare, as long as myself, I have in my team, then they may not always know what to look for, you know, what errors to try to find in career. So that's where we come in. We come in because my staff is a, an all licensed clinical staff. What I did was I collaborated with other therapists who had the same mindset that I had, who wanted to step away from the clinical hands-on role and focus more on the operational side of healthcare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine what what spurred you to that change. <laughs> Can you tell us, a lot of our guests that are listening are people who are maybe in that corporate nine to five or they're working for someone else and they're going, 
like seeing all these problems going, this can be done better. Tell us about kind of the journey that you had to go down to, to make your own thing and make that better. Well, um, the first thing was I had to go back to school and educate myself because as a clinician, it was a different role. I was transitioning into more of the operational side. So I needed to understand the aspects of running a business. And it's so much more than just coming up with a name, creating a logo and, you know, putting it out there. There's so many unknown things as a business owner, you know, when you speak about legalities and particularly with my business, one of the things that, um, I'm not going to say it necessarily hindered us, but it was a, a very lengthy process was being HIPAA compliant because not only do you have to be compliant with HIPAA as far as privacy, but there's also security measures that you have to have in place when you're dealing with personal health information. You know, you can't just start a medical building and coding company, but you don't have the safeguards in place to protect someone's personal information according to what the Office of the Inspector General recommends. Yeah, that's that had to have been a huge challenge and wait a waiting period, I'm sure, dealing with the government on that. Right, absolutely. Just the safeguards along the requirements that they require for you to have in the event that you are audited is a very lengthy process. Mm, yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so so what did it what did it look like in the early days? How long has have SHI been around and, and how has it reiterated over the years? So SHI management has been around since July of 2021. Um, and one of the things that we struggled with initially was, and, and as what I have found out with most businesses, is your branding, getting our name out there, letting people know, you know, what we're about and what we represent, you know, understanding um, what are the services that our company offers versus other companies. Because there's so many companies out there that provide the same assistance to veterans that we provide. But the difference is we're in all clinical staff. We came from a clinical background and transitioned into an operational side. So we understand fully what it's like, the hands-on of touching patients, feeling patients, reviewing medical records, because that's a part of our job. Anytime we acquire a new patient, we have to do the history on their patient and read their medical record. So we, we're fully knowledgeable of what the medical record says. And we're able to break that down to patients in layman's terms. So it makes it easier for them to understand what they have, what's going on with them, and to simplify their whole process. Because a lot of times, um, one of the reasons people struggle with the VA disability benefits process is with the lack of understanding what their medical record contains. How many times have you <laughs> looked at, you know, your medical record or something, a bill from the doctor, and it had a diagnosis on there that you did not understand what that diagnosis meant? Before I became a healthcare practitioner, there were several times. So I can imagine someone else who's not as familiar with the medical terminology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, tell us more about how you're helping these veterans. Are you actually um, just helping to review the records to help them understand? Or are you actually helping with that process of application for uh, the, their disability? So we provide three things. We provide a free initial um, consultation where we speak with the veteran and, and get an overall understanding of where they are in the process. Um, and this applies to people who have never applied and people who have applied and have struggled with the application. Okay. We also provide a medical record summary. And this is where we request your medical records from the VA. Um, and we make sure that you're not missing 
any medical records that everything from the beginning of your health to the end of your health is in is contained in these records and an overall analysis of what these records say with those three things this helps you to apply for the va disability benefits with a more clear understanding of the process because the process itself is a very lengthy process um, you have to register in the va.gov portal as a veteran that's a process within itself but at least if you understand what you're applying for and what you have it makes that process easier mm -hmm. okay all right perfect so um helping people navigate that must be pretty um fulfilling especially after you've had to watch your husband go through all of those years of worrying and waiting and wondering um tell us about some people that you've helped with that process so um as I stated, my husband was in the Army, and um, we initially started with close family members and, and friends. We started with my husband first, and then I assisted my father-in-law. My dad was also in the military, so he's a veteran as well. Um, I assisted my father, and then I have several uncles who are all military-connected or veterans, and we've assisted them with the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. How have you been able to partner with um, the VAs and doctors and clinics uh, within their own internal? I know there's kind of a lot of red tape as it relates to the VA hospitals and, and hospitals. Um, how are you um, kind of getting in on the inside to assist there on staff people in this process? So um, our collaboration is not necessarily with the VA, but we have collaborated with other outside entities that are military affiliated. So um, we are military spouse um, certified own company. We're certified by the Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce. We're also affiliated with the Association of Military Spouse Entrepreneurs. Um, and then we have affiliation with the Rosen Network, which is a nonprofit organization that assists um, veterans, military spouses, and transitioning service members. So with those three organizations, that allows us the opportunity to spread the word of who we are and connect with other military transitioning service members or um, veterans. Okay. Uh, so maybe just clarify for me a little bit. You are not helping clinics and doctors with their billing process. Or you are we do we do help doctors and clinics with the billing process that is a separate um, part of our business we are a full service medical billing and code and medical records company but we also assist veterans with the va disability process because that's a part of medical records right okay okay so how are you supporting these if there's a doctor listening to this podcast that needs help with their medical coding. Um, tell us about the process of how you help them. Okay. So the way we help the doctors with their medical billing and coding is we come in and we do a complete audit. We're going to audit um, all of their revenue for the past 90 days to make sure that they don't have any outstanding revenue, to make sure that everything has been submitted. And if there's anything that um, was appealed, we'll go back and we'll do denial management. Um, to make sure that the reason it was denied was not a legitimate reason and to go back and modify and make any changes if needed to resubmit it for billing so they can be reimbursed properly. Okay. All right. So um, you're doing, you start with an audit and then do you take over their entire billing from that point? 
Yes, if if that's what they want, because there's so many um, different services that we can provide. So we provide the medical billing, we provide medical coding, we provide clinical documentation auditing, we provide um, uh, cybersecurity safeguards for not only just their medical records, but also for durable medical equipment that's issued to patients. Um, and then we also do the revenue cycle management, which is the total billing process. We do it from beginning to end. We'll do insurance verifications. We'll verify the patient's benefits to make sure that they're within network to see this doctor and that this doctor is going to get paid. So we're a full, fully skilled and operating revenue cycle management company. Okay, nice. Now, do people have to be in the Houston area to work with you? Absolutely not. You do not have to be in the Houston area to work with us. Um, we are nationwide. We work with all practices, all sizes. Now, our, we do have specialties, and our specialties include outpatient, ambulatory care, pediatrics, skill rehabilitation, which is physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy, and then we also do home health. So those are the specialty areas that we focus on. Okay, nice. And so I'm assuming you do quite a bit of your work through Zoom just like this. Yes, absolutely. We can schedule Zoom calls. Um, we also have an e-commerce site um, it's with Spousely, and Spousely is a military um, e-commerce store for veterans, first responders, and military spouses. Um, and you can schedule an appointment through our Spousely website, and um, one of my team members will follow up with you and we'll reach back out to you to schedule more in-depth conversation. Okay, gotcha. Now, I know you are like really um, connected with the military community. You mentioned the uh, Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce, uh, and that's a nonprofit that you're associated with. Tell us a little bit about that and what they do. So the Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce was started by Stephanie um, Brown, who is also the um, founder and owner of the Rosen Network. And what they do is they help military spouses um, with the entrepreneurship journey, you know, understanding they basically provide you with a blueprint of how to get your business up and running from the legalities to accounting to um, the organization of your business. Um, they, and they provide uh, several different discounts um, but through partnerships that they have with other companies to help you to get your business up and running and help your business to grow. Okay, so I'm assuming as a, a military spouse, you're really used to moving around a lot, not having the ability to have a solid foundational type of job. So helping those spouses to create a business that can travel with them, that's a very genius and uh, needed uh, service. Right. And that's actually one of the reasons why we also started medical billing and coding because medical records are now electronic. So regardless of wherever we're stationed or placed, we will still be able to access those records and provide assistance to those who are in, in need of our services. I love that. Uh, so what other types of businesses have you seen military spouses start that were able to travel with them? Um, one that's very popular, and I, I believe it's just popular in general because it is the it's 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 the season for this, and it's health and wellness. You know, a lot of mental health because mental illness is something that's very prevalent in the United States, mm -hmm. and something that um, I know the military community takes very serious. They really want to push 
um, the advocacy for um, addressing mental illness. Um, I see a lot of um, health coaches. I see a lot of um, eating, physical fitness, you know, um, just trying to have a healthier lifestyle overall. For me, that those are the most prominent ones that I see. And then I also see quite a bit of consulting. You know, um, virtual assistant is a huge, huge, huge market right now. And a lot of people um, really utilize this, myself included, because there's so many administrative tasks that come with running a business. If you're trying to run the business, you can't always get to every administrative task. So it's, if you can pass that on to someone else who's professional and can handle it, that's the route to go. So I see a lot of those businesses as well. Oh yeah, 100%. Let's talk a little bit about that offloading those tasks. As you've built your team since last year, I mean, you guys have like just a year and a half and you've already grown to several team members. Um, do you, are your team members remote or do they, do you all work together there in Houston? I do have some team members that are remote in Florida, um, and I was connected through them by the Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> so, um, staff the business, do all the things. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, and I communicate with them on a weekly basis, just via Zoom, or we communicate via email, um, and I just basically provide them with the things that I want to focus on for the week. And those are the things that we address and we have done it so far for the past year and a half and it's worked for us. That's awesome. Tell, talk to us a little bit about building that team and how you decided who you were going to hire next, who's going to do the VA stuff, because I know a lot of our listeners are out there kind of just getting started, trying their own thing, or maybe they're a little further in business and they're like, okay, time to hire somebody. What do we mm -hmm. know? How do we know when that's the time and who, who to hire, what to outsource, how, where do we start to build a team like you've done? Well, for me, um, I knew that it was time to hire someone because I started to feel overwhelmed and there wasn't enough time in the day for me to tackle and take care of the things that I needed to take care of. Um, that were imperative for the business because I was only allotted so many hours out of the day. And then the work had became so um, consuming that I had to have an additional set of hands to complete all the work that I had. Um, that's how I knew that it was time to bring on someone else. And I was very fortunate in the team building process because as I stated to you, transitioning from the clinical role, I became um, a director of rehabilitation. So a lot of the employees who had worked underneath me, when I told them that I was leaving and branched out to become an entrepreneur, they wanted to come along with me. And that's how I was able to build a team so fast. Um, one of the things that is so important to me, Amy, and it's a model that I try to live by in life is I treat people how I want to be treated. It's worked for me so far. That's what I believe in. And so you know, I just believe that if you treat people right, then they'll come with you when you're ready to leave. And that's basically what happened. I had established relationships with other clinicians that I had had for years, some over 10 years. And because they trusted the work that I did as their rehabilitation manager, you know, they believed in me as an entrepreneur and supported my vision and what I was trying to do. I love that. I mean, if, if, if nothing else, everything comes back down to those relationships and just being a good human being, you know, isn't it funny how, how well that works out when you're just a nice person, people want to come along. Absolutely. You. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so many people miss the boat on that, that one little piece. Yeah. Treat right. Kindness. It's not yeah, that hard. Kindness. Yes. <laughs> it's not that hard. You've built a reputation over time of how you, how you work and how you interact with others, whether it be in a clinical setting or a corporate setting or on your own, those people trusted you and came alongside. Absolutely. So that speaks volumes to, to your personality and your uh, ethics for sure. Thank you. I appreciate I that. Love it. that. That's some queen leadership right there. That's why you're on this show. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your family and those two kiddos and the upcoming grandbaby. How do they all work into this? It's been a struggle. So we're still trying to balance as my husband has stated to me, you have to balance family and work. I'm working on yeah. it. Um, so I have a nine-year-old son who's in the fourth grade who thinks he's the smartest person in the world, including smarter than both of his parents. So <laughs> that's the, the nine-year-old. And then my daughter is 23 and she's expecting her first child who's due in April. And so uh, my husband and I will be grandparents and we're looking very forward to that. That's so exciting. And that's quite a gap in the ages of those two kiddos, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I feel you. So how do you, uh, what are you, what have you tried so far to keep these things balanced? I, I, I think I'm learning there's really no such thing, but I'd love to hear how you try and what you've, what didn't work and maybe what is working. Um, what has worked for me so far is just prioritizing. I know that I can't do everything all in one day. So I try to prioritize the things that need to be taken care of immediately. And that's what I focus on for that day. And then I set a cutoff time. You know, I'm only going to work from this time to this time. And then after that, I'm done. Because my son wants to be in every extracurricular activity known to man. So, um, <laughs> actually and when we finish this podcast we have dance class afterwards and he drama so yes it. he does he does dance um he does modern um dance and he also does jazz and hip-hop bands so fun. we I mean, will better than a soccer game for sure well, those are on the weekends. <laughs> Remember, every extracurricular activity. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's on the weekends. Yeah. So, but has um, entrepreneurship allowed you to be able to make that space for him to participate in more than, than it would have been before? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one of the, that was my children on my motivation. My motivation for, um, doing the things that I do because, um, you know, as parents, you want to um, be there for your children and provide them with things that um, or opportunities that you did not necessarily have. Um, and my father was in the military. My parents were both very hardworking people um, and they did put me through college, but um, as far as leaving a legacy for myself and my siblings, we had to kind of go out there and create our own. And that's what I wanted to do for my children. So this entrepreneur um, journey has been um, a very good journey for me because it allows me to invest more time into my children. Um, and that's what's the most important 
thing. I love that. I love that. Now you said your parents or your dad was military and your mom was very hardworking, but not entrepreneurs, not business owners. How did you have any example in your life or any leadership in that area? Because I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, like no business owners in my family. I had to figure it out on my own. (laughs) I was very fortunate because my two younger siblings started their businesses before I did. Um, And so I was able to kind of lean on them and, you know, pick their brains about information. Um, especially as far as um, giving, um, branding my business and trademarks and ownerships of those things um, because my brother and sister had already went through the process. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that my sister has been an entrepreneur for the past five years and I think my brother's three. Um, he's, okay. he's not quite as long as my sister has, but both were successful companies. And um, I knew that I eventually wanted to work for myself. I just wasn't sure when I would take that leap. And when COVID hit, it kind of just rearranged everything and changed your thought process and how you wanted to navigate and how you wanted to do things. And I thought, well, what better time? Let me just try it now. Yeah, exactly. What are your your, uh, siblings' businesses? So my sister has a um, children clothing design boutique, and then my brother has a health and fitness um, company. Nice. Okay. I love that. I love that they, that all three of you have like branched out of non-entrepreneurial journeys and started off on your own. That's right. Amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So bold and brave. I like, I would have never thought about it before, but um yeah, COVID definitely has brought some great things along uh, with the bad, you know? I think right. definitely, you know, it's changed our perspective. Like you said, it, we know what's possible now. We have other options. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, all right. Uh, and the grandbabies come in in April? The grandbaby will be here in April. They're in Texas um, you, or are they far away? They are here in Texas with us, so that's a great thing. That is a very good thing. So that means that um, I can babysit and the baby can go back home. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which is the best part of grandparenthood, let me tell you. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Very happy about that that piece of it. (laughs) Spoil them, shake them up, sugar them up, send them back home. That's right. That's right. That's the game plan. That's the game plan. All right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about how people can get in contact with you if they are a clinic or a healthcare provider needing help um, and support with their billing or a veteran that is looking for support with their disability process. How can they, what's the quickest way to get in contact with you and your team to get them set down the right path? Um, So we're on all the social media platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can go to our website at www.shimanagement.net or you can go to our e-commerce store on spousely.com backslash store backslash she management. All right. You guys heard it here. If you are a military member or veteran looking for support to get that disability process, no matter where you are in the process, Lucy can help you out. She's got all the experience needed. Absolutely. (laughs) And her team and her team that trusts her implicitly because she is a queen leader. 
Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Lucy. I appreciate you very much. And thank you for being a queen that leads.